What's happening, everybody? On today's show, plenty of movement once again across the SEC with some big names from Georgia going pro. LSU, they get some key players to come back for another season and plenty to recap in the latest transfer portal moves. Also, will Bill O'Brien be back as the OC at Alabama? Will Kendall Bryles be back at Arkansas? And ESPN's Bill Connolly, he ranked the best college football games of 2021. We'll run through some of the best from the SEC. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome to Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Plenty to go into. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start... At Alabama, as Bill O'Brien just completed his first season as the offensive coordinator for the Crimson Tide, calling all the plays that helped Alabama win their first uh, Heisman Trophy for a quarterback in the history of the school. Now, he has been a hot name in NFL coaching circles. Of course, he coached for the Houston Texans for many years, and Reports recently have come out that connected Bill O'Brien to the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching opening that was vacated when Urban Meyer was fired, uh, as well as the Carolina Panthers have been showing interest in him as their offensive coordinator. Well, Mike Garofolo on NFL Network on Tuesday said that according to his sources, despite Bill O'Brien being a favorite head coaching candidate, for Trent Baalke in Jacksonville. Bill O'Brien is unlikely to be their choice. Now, there are still plenty of positions uh, or opportunities out there. Like we said, the Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator, uh, he was linked to him. But as of now, it sounds like Bill O'Brien will be back for another season in Tuscaloosa. But that could always change at any minute. So we will continue to track that and see. There is a handful of Alabama fans that... Maybe you want to see Bill O'Brien go. They were not happy with some moments from the offense throughout this season, but it is worth noting, Bryce Young won the Heisman with Bill O'Brien as the OC, so you have to take that into account, but we will see if Bill O'Brien is back. Now, one other name in the SEC when it comes to offensive coordinators, Kendall Bryles. He was a big part of Arkansas's 9-4 record this past year, calling the plays for K.J. Jefferson. But the standout offensive coordinator could be on the move. According to Brett McMurphy of the Action Network, Kendall Bryles has been offered the OC job at Miami under new head coach Mario Cristobal. Bryles has plenty of connections to the state of Florida. But what it, would it make sense for him to leave right now? Of course, money always talks. But it would seem the next step for Bryles to leave Arkansas would be to go be a head coach somewhere and not take the same position at another school. So we will see what he ends up deciding, but you have to think the Arkansas decision makers behind closed doors probably starting to figure out what financially it would take to keep Kendall Bryles at Arkansas away from jumping over to Miami. Now Ole Miss, on the other hand, they announced Monday night officially the additions of their new assistant coaches under Lane Kiffin. Charlie Weiss Jr. officially named 
co-offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach, running backs coach Markwell Blackwell, co-DC slash linebacker coach Chris Kiffin, of course, brother Lane Kiffin, and strength and conditioning coach Nick Savage. Additionally, wide receivers coach Derek Nix will add the title of assistant head coach to his job title. So a lot of new faces there under Lane Kiffin in Oxford. We'll see if it works. Meanwhile, Bryce Young, he has already taken home a number of awards this offseason, including the Heisman Trophy, but now he has another one as he was named the winner of the 2021 Manning Award on Tuesday. In a statement, Archie Manning congratulated the Alabama quarterback on becoming the second straight tied quarterback to win the award with Mac Jones winning it just a year ago. Young threw for 4,800 yards, 47 touchdowns, and seven interceptions this year. Also added three rushing touchdowns as well. Now to get the news of guys coming back. You know, we talked about Bill O'Brien and, Ar- and Kendall Bryles. Will they be back? How about some players in the SEC that are confirmed coming back? Over at LSU, senior linebacker Micah Baskerville, he announced his plans, saying that he's coming back to LSU. He tweeted out, I'm going to come back, graduate, and help Coach Kelly and the rest of his staff get the Tigers back to where they are supposed to be, to the top. He has logged 171 tackles in his career that started in 2018, passing up the chance to go into the 2022 NFL Draft. Baskerville became a regular starter in 2020, started the final 20 games he played in as a senior this past season. He was second on the team with 83 tackles, a pair of sacks, an interception, and three passes broken up. Also coming back to LSU will be Jay Ward, a stalwart in their secondary that has been ravaged by transfers and guys heading to the NFL draft. But Ward will provide first-year head coach Brian Kelly with some stability and a veteran presence back there in the secondary for LSU. He finished third in tackles for the Tigers this year, recording 69, had two interceptions, four pass breakups, and a forced fumble. Meanwhile, over at Alabama, Kendall Randolph, a veteran offensive lineman. He has made his plans known for next season. He is coming back. He's 6'4", 298 pounds, primarily been a blocking tight end with 13 career starts at the tight end spot. He had four starts this season, but he also works as a backup along the offensive line. He said, look, I'll be returning for my final season. Cannot wait to get back to work. I know we have a special group of guys coming back. Next season cannot get here soon enough. So Kendall Randolph coming back to Alabama. Uh, Another guy at LSU who announced he's coming back, Jerry Jenkins, one of their uh, stud-wide receivers. He said after mulling the decision to go to the draft, he will be returning for next year. He has 62 catches for 966 yards and eight touchdowns for the Tigers. Jerry Jenkins coming back for them. Over at Georgia, Defensive back William Poole has announced he is coming back. He simply tweeted out on Monday, September 3rd. Well, that just so happens to be Georgia's next football game on the schedule. It was quickly confirmed. That means he's coming back for his super uh, senior season in 2022. This year, he appeared in seven games, recording 14 tackles, breaking up four passes. So William Poole back at Georgia. All right, how about guys leaving, going pro to the next level? Channing Tindall had a monster year for the Georgia Bulldogs this year, becoming one of their leaders on the national championship winning defense. Now he is going pro on Monday night. He announced he is foregoing his college eligibility and heading to the NFL draft. He was Georgia's third leading tackler this season at five and a half sacks and a forced fumble. And while Quay Walker 
another guy, part of Georgia's defense. He is going pro in 13 games this year. He ended up as the Bulldogs' fourth leading tackler. Announced his decision on Twitter. He had 65 tackles this year, five and a half coming behind the line of scrimmage and three pass breakups. So Quay Walker going pro. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, John Fitzpatrick for Georgia. He's announced he is going to the NFL. Comes uh, the 11th player at Georgia to re uh, forego his remaining eligibility, head to the pros. He had two years of eligibility remaining after he started 13 games for the Bulldogs. Played in all 15 games this year for the uh, for Georgia, made seven starts, finished with six catches for 83 yards. Over at Alabama, LeBrian Ray, he has shown plenty of potential over his five years at Alabama, but has dealt with injuries and a whole bunch of stuff. Could return for a six-year of eligibility, but it sounds like he is not going to, according to Alabama reporter Mike Rodak. Ray has accepted an invite to the East-West Shrine game. This past year, he appeared in 11 games for the Tide, recording 11 tackles and a sack. He had six and a half sacks throughout his Alabama career. Josh Heupel and Shane Beamer, both impressive seasons in their first year as head coaches in the SEC. On Monday night, they were named co-winners of the Steve Spurrier First Year Coaching Award. So congrats to both of those guys. And a quick note on SEC hoops. Arkansas got a win last night over South Carolina, 75-59. But one streak came to an end since 1989. Arkansas had hit a three-pointer in every game. That has now ended. The Razorbacks went 0 for 11 in the game Tuesday night, ending the third longest streak in the country. Their three-point drought ended its streak of consecutive games with a made three at 1,092. The last time Arkansas did not make a three in a game was against Texas in 1989. Uh, probably the entire team was not even alive then. So uh, a streak that comes to an end. Arkansas, though, they do improve to 13-5, won their third straight in the SEC. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll get to the latest in the transfer portal in the SEC. That is coming your way right after this. We'd like to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. It is the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier – you need to include Built Bar in your plan. Uh, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it makes it easier for you to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good you will want to eat it. Built Bars covered in 100% real chocolate, but uh, they contain only 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs, 17 grams of protein packed in there. Compare that to a candy bar, which is usually double the calories, 30 grams of sugar, tons of net carbs, uh, of course, if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least uh, try something that tastes good and is good for you, and that is Built Bar. Head to their website right now. Just go to Built.com. Make sure you use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. That'll get you 15% off your first order at Built.com. Again, use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off at Built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Going along here, locked on SEC, and uh, we just went around the conference. But man, there's so much happening in the transfer portal now. I said we got to give it its own segment uh, on today's show because there's so much happening. So I figure let's switch gears a little bit and jump into getting into some of the names in the transfer portal. We start over at Mississippi State as they lose star wide receiver Makai Polk. Uh, to the NFL draft. Now the receiving core takes another hit. On Tuesday, Malik Heath announced on Twitter he has plans to transfer ahead of next season. Heath was a productive receiver for the Bulldogs this year. 34 catches, 442 yards, and five touchdowns. Where he ends up, we will see. But, man, two big losses for the Bulldogs. And Makai Polk going pro and Malik Heath going to the transfer portal they did pick up a transfer this week though in georgia wide receiver justin robinson but we'll see how that receiving core will shake up for will rogers and mike leach next season over at tennessee harrison bailey he fell behind hendon hooker and joe milton on the quarterback depth chart uh, going into last season eventually he decided to enter the transfer portal now he has chosen his next school he will be heading to unlv playing in the Mountain West. Harrison Bailey appeared in one game this past year, going three for seven for 16 yards. The year prior, he played in six games, throwing for almost 600 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. So Harrison Bailey off to UNLV. Meanwhile, over at Georgia, Amir Speed. He had been a a nice defensive back for the Georgia Bulldogs the past couple seasons. But after winning the national championship, he entered the transfer portal on Tuesday. He announced on Twitter, He's heading to East Lansing to play for Michigan State. Speed appeared in seven games for the Dogs this year, recording 13 tackles. In his five years in Georgia, he recorded 25 tackles and a pass breakup. Meanwhile, Auburn and Brian Harson. we know that they lost Bo Nix to the transfer portal earlier this offseason as Bo Nix is heading to the or- Oregon to play for the Ducks. Well, now a little bit of role reversal as an Oregon Ducks quarterback is heading down to Auburn. Robbie Ashford, who's a native of Hoover, Alabama, he announced on Twitter this week that he is committing to Auburn. He was a four-star member of the 2020 recruiting class, did not see any action in his two seasons in Eugene. He did play for the Ducks baseball team, however, but now he joins a very deep Auburn quarterback room that features former LSU quarterback T.J. Finley, former A&M quarterback Zach Calzada, Demetrius Davis, who was in last year's recruiting class, and Holden Garner, who is in this year's recruiting class. Five quarterbacks in the Auburn room. Quarterback room. You would have to think one of those guys is probably going to be hitting the portal himself very soon. Also on Monday night, another Auburn Tiger reportedly entered his name into the transfer portal. DJ, I'm sorry, D. Lyman, J.J. Pegues, who also played some tight end during his time at Auburn, entered the portal, and now we know where he is headed. He's headed to Ole Miss to play for Lane Kiffin. Pegues appeared in nine games for the Tigers this year, recording 16 tackles as a freshman tight end in 2020. He had seven catches for 57 yards. He tweeted out last night, I'm back. I'm coming home. Hashtag Ole Miss. So J.J. Pegues from Auburn to Ole Miss. LSU, they've been very busy in the transfer portal in recent days. Yesterday, they added a couple of names. They added former East Tennessee State offensive lineman Traymond Shorts, 6'4", 325-pound O-lineman. 
Announced he's committing to Brian Kelly's program, so some added depth on their revamped offensive line. And the defensive line, they're getting another guy from the SEC in Makai Wingo, who was a breakout player along Mizzou's D-line as a freshman this past season. Surprisingly entered the transfer portal to a lot of folks' dismay in uh, at Mizzou, but now he has a new school. He is heading to LSU. It was a three-star member of the 2021 recruiting class at 27 tackles, a sack, and an interception, which he returned for a touchdown this past season at Mizzou. So Makai Wingo going to LSU. Now, Missouri, they got their fair share of pickups this week. Uh, Nathaniel Pete, a running back from Stanford, he announced he is going to Missouri. Pete appeared in 12 games for Stanford this past year, led the team with over 400 rushing yards, also had three touchdowns. He was a kickoff return specialist as well. So with Tyler Beatty leaving, moving on to the NFL draft, see if Nathaniel Pete can become the featured back at Missouri for Eli Drakewitz. Dylan Spencer will also be a familiar face when he returns to Missouri. The former Tiger lineman has reversed course after he briefly transferred to Jackson State and quickly ended up back in the transfer portal. And now he's heading back to Missouri. He originally signed with him in the 2020 class Appeared in two games as a true freshman, including starting at guard against Florida before he transferred to Jackson State. He did not play for Jackson State. So Dylan Spencer heading back to Mizzou. And over at Vanderbilt, Deshaun Jerkins, one of the more experienced players on the Vandy defense, he has entered the transfer portal. He had 42 tackles and three interceptions this past season. He is reportedly on the move in his career. He had 144 tackles, three picks, and seven pass breakups in his three seasons at Vandy. He's originally a Virginia native, so we'll see if that has a bearing on where he ends up in the transfer portal. And there you have it. That's the latest on the transfer portal, but every day there's about a dozen or so names either going into the portal or announcing what school they're headed to. So we'll continue to keep you guys up to date on all of that. When we return, Bill Connolly of ESPN wrote a piece ranking the top 100 college football games of the 2021 season. We'll run through some of the better ones from the SEC. That is coming your way next. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. All right, guys, this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is that how you are running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. If you want to see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. They give you visibility and control of your financials, your inventory, your HR, your planning, your budgeting, and much more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow your business all in one place. Over 28,000 businesses are already using NetSuite, and for the new year, they have a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing your business, netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E, dot com slash locked. Go 
Going along here, Locked On SEC, and I was reading a piece on ESPN just yesterday. Uh, Bill Connolly, who's a longtime uh, writer covering college football, he had a piece up on ESPN where he ranked college football's top 100 games of the 2021 season. So I figured, you know what, we're not going to run through all of them, but let's jump through. He had eight games from the SEC made his top 25, so I figured we'd take a look at which SEC games made his list so we'll start without further ado with number 22 on his list he had lsu beating texas a&m 27 24 at game on november 27th it says lsu sent ed ogeron off the field a winner in his final game in charge to zach calzada to jalen preston touchdowns gave the aggies a sudden late leave but given one last chance LSU rallied as Max Johnson hit Jere Jenkins for 31 and 28-yard completions, the latter giving the Tigers the lead for good with just 20 seconds left. So LSU beating AM, the number 22 best game of the season, according to Bill Connolly. Then you got to go all the way up to number 16. He's got Alabama beating Florida 31 to 29 down in the swamp. That one was early in the year back on September 18th. So for the second time in five games dating back to 2020, the Crimson Tide and Gators put on a show. Bama leaped out to a 21-3 lead in the swamp, but Florida's offense was relentless, gaining over 430 yards and charging back to within two on a nasty Damian Pierce run with 310 left. But the two-point conversion failed, and Alabama was able to milk the clock enough to prevent any last gasp comeback attempt from the Gators. Of course, Dan Mullen would go on to lose his job but at the time that felt like a moral victory for the gators number 14 best college football game of the year purdue beating tennessee 48 to 45 it was the music city bowl it was fun for 55 minutes and then it turned into an epic game this is bill Connolly saying as uh Purdue went up 38-31. Tennessee tied the game just a minute 20 later. Purdue scored on a 70-yard throw to Brock Thompson 40 seconds after that. And then Tennessee tied it again with a minute 35 to go. The Vols missed a long field goal at the buzzer. And on fourth and goal in overtime, Tennessee's Jalen Wright appeared to score a touchdown before officials ruled his progress was stopped before he crossed the goal line. And Purdue won on a field goal in OT, an almost anticlimactic ending after the epic game we had just watched. But that comes in at the 14th best college football game of the season. Coming in at number 13, he's got the Iron Bowl. Alabama 24, Auburn 22. Alabama spent much of November narrowly avoiding a second loss. Tide came very close to it in the Iron Bowl. Ferocious Auburn pass rush helped the Tigers take a 10-0 lead. And it was 10-3 when the tie took over at their three with 95 seconds left. Bryce Young needed only 71 seconds to drive the length of the field and force overtime. The teams traded touchdowns in the first OT and then field goals in the second and two-pointers in the third before a John Mechie score kept Alabama's CFP hopes alive in the fourth overtime. One notch above that, coming at number 12, he's got Ole Miss beating Tennessee 31-26 that game back on October 16th. He said it was a tale of two acts. In Act 1, the teams played 59 super tense minutes. Ole Miss took a lead of 24-9 and then 31-19, but they just could not put the Vols away. They kept coming back, making it close. Tennessee came up inches short of a miraculous 4th and 24 conversion with just 54 seconds left. And when the spot 
was upheld on the replay. Angry Vol fans pelted the field with trash, and Ole Miss's Lane Kiffin got hit by a golf ball. Said after a lengthy delay, the game resumed, and UT's Valus Jones returned a punt to Ole Miss territory, and then Hendon Hooker got hurt. So Joe Milton had to come in on a last-ditch scramble that came up eight yards short. That game was absolutely bananas. Into the top ten, the number eight best college football game of the season. Bill Connolly has the national championship game. Georgia 33, Alabama 18. He said, look, the first three quarters in the national title game were mild, but the fourth quarter was spicy. Georgia led 13-12 with 11.35 to go. When Stetson Bennett, his throwaway turned fumble, set up a short go-ahead touchdown for the Tide. But Stetson Bennett responded with a pair of touchdown passes, setting the table for Keeley Ringo to create the most cathartic moment for Georgia fans in four decades. Into the top five, the number three best game of the season, Texas A&M beating Alabama 41-38 back on October 9th. He's in 10 games against FCS opponents. Texas A&M's Zach Calzada produced a passer rating higher than 151 just once, and that was against Alabama. He went 21 for 31 for 285 yards and three touchdowns, one of the most out-of-nowhere awesome games we've seen, and it set the table for a knuckling game-winning field goal by Seth Small. Said, why watch the kick when you can watch Seth Small's family instead? Of course, the video went viral of his family rushing the field as he made the game winner, and it was a feather in the cap as the first Saban assistant, Jimbo Fisher, finally beat off the great one in Nick Saban. And the number one game of the season, and it comes from the SEC. Again, this is corner Bill Connolly of ESPN. He says the Ole Miss win 52-51 over Arkansas back on October 9th. He said over the last seven seasons, Arkansas and Ole Miss have played games decided by scores of 53-52, 34-30, 38-37, a lot of close ones. He said, but this might be the most reliably wild rivalry in college football. And with seven games in the top 50, October 9th was one of the greatest Saturdays in recent memory. The last 20 minutes followed a theme. Ole Miss scores, probably on a huge play. Then Arkansas responds. The Hogs tied a wild game 45-45 with a minute 22 to go only to watch Braylon Sanders break wide open for a 68-yard pass 15 seconds later. With time expiring, K.J. Jefferson found Warren Thompson for a 9-yard touchdown and not wanting any part of an overtime with both offenses red hot. The Hogs went for two, and K.J. Jefferson's pass fell incomplete. It was a joyous and wild afternoon at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, and according to Bill Connolly, the best game of 2021. Again, if you want to read his full article, I encourage you to go check it out at ESPN.com, ranking the top 100 games of the 2021 college football season. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. I always encourage you to go make your second listen. You can check out the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling giving you some picks for your betting pleasure. I am Chris Gorey. Again, subscribe. We're on YouTube now. If you listen to the podcast, you can check out the video form of the podcast as well on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Plenty more to discuss, plenty more transfer portal stuff. It never ends. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.